when negative things happen in your life, it's an opportunity, an opportunity to practice becoming mentally stronger. When things are great, you don't have that opportunity. That's the word. You have to really absorb what I'm saying right now. It's an opportunity. Things are great. There's no opportunity right now. You can't practice going through a bad time when things are great. How? You can't. So when that batch is happening, instead of being, oh, man, and kicking rocks and playing victim, you say, wait, 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 hold on a second. Let me back up. This shitty situation in my life right now is an opportunity to practice mentally getting better at dealing with these things so next time I'm that much better at handling it and this is going to be the way I'm going to be able to live my life strong and give advice to my son and really just get through this this life of ours you know what I'm saying so when bad shit happens if you can make that your reflex if you can train yourself to make your reflex to bad things happening becoming wait a minute this is an opportunity to practice becoming mentally stronger then you got to take advantage don't waste that shit don't waste it by moping and, and getting nothing out of it. Take advantage about dealing with it and you've just become that much better. And over time, you're going to be that, that older person that has some kind of wisdom where people are going to just want to hear you talk because like, man, that guy, he's that girl. She's the special. These, these things she just told me, you know, because that's kind of that's that's the, the strongest way you can live your life to get better every day. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Puppy Radio. You guys, I'm so excited because I got one of my incredible brothers on the show for you today. My brother, Aria Sapphire, who is a four-time Olympian professional bodybuilder and super successful online training entrepreneur. Aria turned pro in 2013 after training for just three months prior to that first competition. And while that is very impressive, it's fair to say that something that gave him an extra edge to be able to win that competition and turn pro as an all-natural competitor with minimal training for it was his lifelong passion for his performance in athletics. From the early age of five years old, Arya started lifting weights under the command of our father, who, by the way, also had me bench pressing at seven years old. We didn't realize it at the time, but that influence of getting involved in fitness and sport at such a young age would impact our mindsets, physical performance, and ultimately our lifestyles forever. Aria has taken that impact and turned it into a highly successful career, standing on the Olympia stage four times so far and competing against the top 30 men in the entire world while doing so. He's now going for round five this year. Can't wait to cheer him on for that. Additionally, Aria has taken his plethora of science-backed knowledge and his high-level training experience and created an incredibly successful online training business, helping hundreds going on thousands of men and women, competitors and non-competitors, reach their top fitness and health goals, myself included. 
All of his incredible success is accredited to Aria's deep passion for the sport of bodybuilding and fitness and for supporting others to fitness wins in their own lives. His mentality and framework is highly inspiring, motivating, and effective. His clients and his community love him because he's so real, he knows his shit, he doesn't make excuses, and because that passion that fuels his entire process is largely evident throughout it. Now, let me exercise my privilege in being able to speak specifically from the perspective of being Aria's older sister. Many of you who've been following me or have been listening to this podcast for some time now have learned my family is my everything. Aria is four years younger than me, and I can actually remember when he was born. He's always been driven to win. And when I say win, I don't just mean some kind of award in sport. I mean win in life. He's always been so good at strategizing and finding ways to earn his money from creating lemonade stands as a young kid to creating an amazingly successful online training business with programs that are smart and effective. He has been team family always, wanting to succeed in his life for all of us to benefit from it. And that passion is something that you easily grasp in this talk. I love this talk so much. And believe me when I say it's not just because Arya is my brother. It's because everything we discuss lives in the genesis of Black Belt Beauty. To those of you who are not familiar with who Aria is yet, I am so excited and proud to introduce you to my brother's empowered mindset, his intelligent frameworks and strategies, his approach to challenge and adversity, his ultra-inspiring passion, and his drive to thrive in life. I could not be more proud of who Aria is and how he moves through his life. So really quick, before I hit play, I want to ask for some support by leaving a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. It really does help this podcast reach more people, you guys. And the more people we can support to keep kicking ass in life through these episodes, the better. Also, if you want to help and inspire others with this episode, please grab a pic of this episode and share it up on your Instagram stories, tagging both Aria and I on it. He is Aria, A-R-Y-A underscore Safai, S-A-F-F-A-I-E. It's in the show notes. And I am at Roxy Look and at Black Belt Beauty. So I'm sending my love and Big thanks in advance for all of you who are going to show some support and love that way. It really does mean so much. Now, without any more words, please enjoy this epic conversation with my incredible brother, Aria Safai. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Newsass Protein. You guys, when I find some kind of product or tool that helps me perform at higher levels in my life and or feel really good throughout my process of moving myself towards that higher level in my life, I am all about sharing it with you. And today's product that I'm super excited to share with you is my protein powder, New Zest Protein. So check it out. New Zest is a plant protein. It's an isolated pea protein powder. And what's so great about that is out of all the plant proteins that you can consume, 
isolated pea protein is going to serve you the best ratio of amino acids. And this is very, very important for your health, for the health of your muscles, for muscle protein synthesis, all of that stuff. What also is very important to me is the cleanliness, the quality of the product. You know, I don't like any health disruptors. I don't like sugar, any of that shit in my products, right? Most of you know that by now. So it's got to meet this level of it helps me perform at a high level and it's not disturbing my health. It's actually supporting my health. That is why I love this protein powder so much. It's super simple. It's high level protein, giving you 20 grams of protein with only one gram of carb and three ingredients, no sugar, and it tastes good because of course that's important. So whether I'm putting it in my protein shakes or I'm putting it in my famous Black Belt Beauty protein pancakes, I'm taking in this protein powder every single day because it helps me hit my protein goals, which are very, very important. So I'm super psyched to be able to offer you guys 10% off this incredible protein. How do you do that? You go to blackbeltbeauty.com, you go to the shop page, click on Newsast Clean Lean Protein. It'll take you to their website. You plug in Roxy, R-O-X-Y-S, 10, and you will get 10% off. So they got a couple flavors. My personal favorite that I go to all the time is vanilla, but chocolate is super yummy. And I treat myself like almost like a dessert sometimes with that too. All of them are super yummy. Try them out. Find your favorite. Let me know what you think. I love hearing your thoughts. You guys, Keep reaching for better in your life and keep utilizing those tools that help you to do that. Newsess Clean Lean Protein is one of them in my personal arsenal, and I hope that it becomes one in yours too. Enjoy. Boom. Brother. Ron. Isn't it funny <laughs> that we're fucking Zooming on a computer or family? Totally. Eh, fuck 2020. <laughs> I was just going to say fucking 2020. That's the way it is. I love you. I'm so excited. Love you too. Do you remember when I was going to start this podcast? I do. Such now, a journey. Long time. Two and a half years in. I know. You would actually, uh, well, from my perspective, wouldn't realize the work that goes into it until so. you have someone close to you that's applying everything into it. And it's definitely uh, more than just talking. So good. And I remember when you entered, when you were a guest on Mind Pump and then that's how I learned about them. And they were one of the podcasts that really mm. got me excited about starting a podcast. Um, you know, and that was such a good fucking episode yeah. and interview. And those guys are so rad. So Yeah, that was definitely a good experience. And it just, yeah, it made me think like when I was on that podcast, I actually just appreciated them differently. So I was able to really get behind you but you had so much to say and passion and that's really um i think the biggest driver you need that's a fucking perfect starting place because you and i talk about this all the time we talk about it's kind of like i was thinking about it today i was like man passion is it's it's like a longevity tool right because we always talk about how you need passion to really be alive to live your life, right? Otherwise, it's kind of like, yeah, you're here, but you're not really here. You're just here sure. until you're over, right? You're I want you to talk about that and talk about, you know, how passion plays a big role in, you know, your life in general, but specifically like how it's even gotten to you, gotten you to this place in your bodybuilding competition career totally. life. So, yeah. 
Yeah, passion. honestly, uh, it's funny too. I feel like everybody knows, oh, you need passion. It's a very common thing to throw around, but bodybuilding really put into perspective like what it means to actually execute and on your passion and fulfill it because there's so many different mental modes that I go through, specifically when I'm in prep. And uh, it takes so much out of you in this in this this sport if you're really doing it at the fullest level, right? To like execute uh, and make sure that you're gonna do everything you can to achieve your goal. And you're sacrificing more than ever. You don't realize that um, if you're not into this as much. It sounds like sacrifice, but when you're living the sacrifice, for the lack of a better way of saying it, there's a lot of shit that really sucks about you know doing this, right? Yeah. So. And there's a lot of things that sucks about doing a lot of any of the things that are going to be what it takes to get you somewhere in life. And if you don't have passion driving you, it, you're most likely never going to reach the pinnacle apex point of that thing that you want to do. Uh, you know, if you want to be great at this thing, but you don't really have passion behind it, sorry, ain't going to happen. Because when you get to the weeds of it, and you start digging through all those tough moments, the sacrifice, the pain, the suffer, all the things that come with the common denominators of why this person is now a success at that thing. Nothing is going to push you through all those negative things that it took to get there without passion. You need that. It's the reason that you get up. It turns into, uh, you know, the things that people hate about what I do. Uh, starving, the cardio, the training, the pain, the this, all the things that it was just like, I would never want to do that. Like it turns those things into sometimes I'm actually excited for those things. Why? That, that's what passion does, right? Yeah. Um, it, it really just makes you capable of, of kind of appreciating what you're chasing in a different way because you get you get addicted to the, to the journey. You know, uh, the journey is really where everything happens. And I mean, if I had no passion for this thing, there's nothing, there's no way I can do it. And now that, you know, some of you guys know I'm a, I'm a father now, like my, I've lived through so many different careers, you know, I've done a lot, you know, I've done banking, I've done, you know, gym managing, personal training uh, in person. I've done so many different things. Um, and I was able to be pretty good at a lot of them in different industries, but the one that I had the most passion for is the one that actually became the reason why I was successful in life. And it was like, for me, now that I'm a father, I'm like, you know what? My primary goal is to find out what my kid is good at and passionate as soon as possible and go that route because that's probably what he's going to be successful at. And that's probably what's going to make him thrive in life. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't yeah. find that thing you're passionate about, you're probably never going to be something that you can use to uh, the word great to identify what you're doing. They just go hand in hand. Yeah. And I totally agree. I think, uh, I mean, it's definitely a part of my process. You know, you have passion and then you have purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like when shit gets really hard yep. and it's pretty much fucking always hard. Some days are harder than others. Some you know, challenges that you face are harder than others. But if you don't have passion and a deep, you know, reason why you're doing it and they really do yeah. support each other, you're not, there's no way you're going to fucking be no able to, to, to get through it. Yeah. So you, you know, when you, uh, I actually want to run us into 2016. Yeah. Because really, that was a hardcore 
yeah. moment of your life when we think about challenge and adversity, you had injuries. Let's yeah. go there because it, it really goes hand in hand with, I mean, would you say that was definitely one of the fucking hardest periods of your, at least your career, sure. the career part of your life? Yeah, I would actually say life too, because yeah. uh, that was actually, uh, you know, I was juggling a lot and I was basically put in a position where everything felt like it was against me. You know what I mean? So, you know, obviously I, I came from a, a good place. It was really 2015 and 16 because 16 was the year that I thrived from the suffer of 2015. Okay. And the thing that made it difficult is 2014, I, I got on the map with uh, uh, competing as a professional. Mm-hmm. I qualified for the Olympia, which is the, the, the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, which mm-hmm. uh, at that time, I think there was only like 16 guys. And this is the whole globe, you know, there's 16 guys in the globe, 17 guys maybe out of the entire earth. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants to get to that one stage and I was one of them. So it was amazing. It was, you know, cloud nine. I felt like I achieved this and that was hard enough to get there. Um, leading into that, I had shoulder problems, things like that. And obviously um, after the Olympia, I basically had to get some surgeries and that turned 2015 to where I was up here and I had some tough recoveries. Um, I, I let, I let it get the best of me. You know, I was a little bit negative and uh, it was kind of, just kind of fell off the wagon completely. Uh, I have a tendency to do that or I did at the time, especially. And I went from way down here uh, to the point where, you know, suddenly everyone was like, wow, you look like this. Oh, that, that I didn't want to see people for a while because, you know, you get, when you're, I, my identity became fitness. And this was actually before competing. Ever since high school, you know, oh, Aria, strong, this, that. And suddenly when I look like, you know, crap, and I'm like not even participating in things that I was just in a bad mental place, you know what I mean? So um, I remember after I finally went through the surgeries, one surgery and the other one, and I had a huge, uh, very tough road to recovery, it was extremely difficult for me to kind of get back on the horse. I knew I was going to. But that was also a, a very bad problem for me, right? Future Arya will take care of that. Future Arya. I, I relied on him too much. And by the time Future Arya came and it was time to take that first step of work, I was like, oh, shit. I, I was so far behind and it felt impossible, you know? So that was the year that I actually, um, I for sure had to work the hardest I've ever worked in my life because I was doing two different jobs at the time. Obviously, bodybuilding doesn't always pay your bills. And, and the most part, it makes you broke. You know, most people don't realize that. Um, you, you spend money for the shows, this, that, until you're a pro and you get picked up by something and we, like, all the stars align and you can get a sponsor or you have some business angle. Until then, you're just spending money on the sport. Mm-hmm. So it looks glorified, but people don't realize that, right? So I had another job and this job, I was, I was doing like a, basically a sales job hustling. Uh, I left the banking industry. I was doing a sales job hustling and basically juggling both these two things. And I was so driven to get back to the Olympia stage. I didn't want, I know a lot of people are, oh, he's done, you know, two surgeries, this guy's done. You know what I mean? There's no way. Uh, shoulder surgeries too. So I was working full time, 12, 13 hour days, um, working out two, sometimes three times a day. And I worked so so damn hard, you know, so hard in that period of my life. I was actually able to reflect on the previous times of my life where I thought I worked my hardest. Mm-hmm. I would actually tell people this, like I can imagine, uh, remember arguing with like past bosses, like of other jobs, like I am doing everything I can. Like, there's nothing else I could have done. Like, and in that time, in that moment, 
I actually was arguing from a point where I thought there was nothing else I can do. I was doing the best I could mm-hmm. until I saw myself do truly everything I can do. And there was passion involved because I was driven. There was nothing going to stop me from getting my goal. I don't care if I work full-time. I don't care if I'm working 14-hour days driving to city to city because it was an out, outside sales job at the time. I had a microwave in my car so I could eat my meals on time. I was doing cardio at night at night in cities that are 50 miles away from my house in some random neighborhood just so I can come home by midnight and cook my meals and go to bed by uh, 1 or 2 so I can wake up at 6 and then do it all over again day in, day out. And mind you, you know, I'm doing this, uh, you know, as a natural bodybuilder in a sport that's it's a very difficult thing to do. And I worked my ass so damn hard. And then I was able to think back to my previous conversations I had with those bosses. And I was, you know what, Ari, you weren't working your ass off back then. You just convinced yourself that you were. And you were able to believe it because you may be doing a lot. But now that you've seen yourself and what you're capable of doing when you work your ass off, now you know that you've never really worked that hard in your life. And that was the only time in my life that year put me on the map. It got me a lot of exposure. It helped me launch um, or expand my, my online training business to where now I just do personal training full time from home. And basically it gave me the most success I've ever had in my life. So it's not a coincidence when you see all these people that have any level of success. Mm-hmm. The time I worked the absolute hardest in my life by far is that I finally became successful to a place where I was satisfied with what I was able to do for myself. Up until then, I thought I was doing it. I would argue with you that I am working my ass off, but I would also argue with you that I'm just coming up short and I'm not able to support myself and I'm not successful as I thought I was. And until I truly did that, suddenly it matched up to where the hard work came with success. And it just was a, it was a life, life learning situation because now I'm always honest with myself. That's what I wanted to talk to you about because I think when you're in any, when you're trying to grow on any level, if you're not being honest with yourself, and especially when you're trying to grow to something great, you know, uh, if you have, if you're not being honest with yourself, there's no fucking way you're going to be able to do it. You have to be willing to be so honest and take whatever fucking feelings come with that honesty and, and, and fucking deal with it. And then, you know, make the edits, do the things to do, you know, what you need to do to get better. So, you know, it's, I feel like what happened in that moment for you is like a gift that could, will keep on giving for the rest of your life because you have that, you know, Mm -hmm. reference point now. So even when you think about, you know, right now, you know, what we've all been dealing with and navigating with in this fucking radical year called 2020 yeah you know and 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 i remember at the start of of uh you know when the quarantine situation happened where you know you were you were still like because you were getting ready to go into competition mode yeah and i was yeah i remember that and 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 it was like it wasn't looking every day it was like looking less and less like that was going to be the case but you were still staying in the ready game and then you know the plug got pulled and and, uh, and that, that was, you know, that couldn't have been easy for you. I mean, I know as your sister, it wasn't because it's like, this is your career and you're, you know, you, you put your mind in that, that zone and, and you're like ready to go. And so many things yeah. are, you know, depending on it in a lot of ways. And, and now you're like, okay, now what? But when I think about how you have been maneuvering, not just from a physical, you know, aspect, but from a mental aspect, uh, you know, through this quarantine and all the, the shit that we're dealing with yeah. to stay in your game and to be able to do 
your best with what you're capable of doing right now, given the circumstances, like, I don't know. I feel like that time of your life, that lesson, that pivotal moment has to be supporting you. Right. It's all connected. That was a time where it kind of created a, a mindset of mine to always be honest with yourself because it's so damn easy to tell yourself you did everything you could, but did you, did you really do everything you could? And there's a, a, a very, um, to myself, a very important quote, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, it's either a priority or an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you live by those two things, you really evaluate, you know, with those words, you think to your day, I couldn't have done it because X, Y, Z. But then you say, instead of saying, I couldn't have done it because X, Y, Z, I was busy. I had to do this. And I'm like, I had to go here for my kid, do that. Instead of saying that, that excuse, whatever that may be, switch that around and say, I could have done it because it wasn't a priority and see how that makes you feel. And that's a mind fuck. That's like, Oh man, is that really the reason why? Because if you told somebody, hey, if you get all this done, you get a million dollars in a day, you would have found out a way to do it, which means you could have got, done it. But you chose not to because it wasn't a priority. So when you're in these situations and you find yourself coming up short for the day, for the week, which turns into the month and the year, then the five years, and you look back and you're, some peers are ahead and, and, and you wishing you had more, and then you're not becoming the guy you thought you would when you were, or person you thought you would. When I grow up, I want to be, and you're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. It's because you probably, you know, could have been doing more. And now, a lot of times, like a new rule I have to myself is I go to bed and before I go to bed, I ask myself, like, did you do everything you can? And I'll be honest, a lot of times the answer to that question is no, but I'm glad I'm talking to myself like that because it makes the days that I do say, yes, you did everything you could for all the goals you have lined up. First, you have to have the goals. If you don't have goals, you're, you're just like a, a buoy floating in the, in the ocean, letting the current decide which way you go. When you have a goal, you're, 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 you're in charge. You're in a boat and you're saying, no, I'm going that way, right? So for me... Being honest with myself is the key to that, but I'm glad I had that year you mentioned that forced me to, or not forced me, but just got me to work so damn hard where there was every night I would go to bed that night. So did you do all you could? I didn't ask myself this question yet because I didn't think that way yet, but if I was to and go back and reflect, the answer was every single day, I'd be like, hell yeah, you did. And I'd say it with confidence. And now I know what I'm capable of. And I also know that that's the reason that you became, you got success in the field that you wanted. So obviously that's what it's going to consistently take, you know? And back to what you're saying, without passion, you can never give it all you could. There's just no way. No, I love all that. And you know, one thing I, I was thinking when you, were, when you were talking about that honesty piece right there, I think a lot of people don't realize how empowering it is to ask yourself, did you do your best? And in the event that the answer is no, that's actually a very empowering moment because the difference of like, I'm curious to what you would say about this. If you're like, I just, I did everything. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. Um, and you're not being honest. That's yeah. like kind of victim-y, right? Versus versus fuck I just I yeah for whatever reason I just came up short today it wasn't yeah. my best day but you're in control still because of that honesty factor mm-hmm. right and I for think sure. that's a really powerful piece to like to, to put out there um because it could seem like the opposite right when you're making when you when you have to confront that hard truth of didn't give him my best it can seem like oh you know like you get small from it but no it keeps you in the game as uh you know the, the the driver of your ship like the the person who's like you know in charge 
for sure. on this on this mission. So I'm all about that. I that honestly is one of my favorite questions that I love asking myself. And maybe another cool thing to to inject here for for people listening too is this idea that you know every day your best could look different too. For sure. You know, I mean, even like specifically for women listening, it's like our hormones are shifting every week, right? So fuck, man, my best this week because of my hormones may be very different than last week. But oh, yeah. the most important thing is what you just put so much emphasis on, which was you got to be fucking real with yourself no yeah. matter what, right? Th- if it's important. Yeah, I think that's a, a I don't want to say a skill set. I don't know the wet roofer, but it's something that you have to not everyone's going to be able to be, do that right away. You know, you don't want to tell yourself that I didn't do all I could. It feels like shit. You know, you don't want to say, oh, no, I could have done, uh, I did everything or I could have done more. Um, it doesn't feel good to say that. So getting to a place with yourself where you can feel comfortable talking to yourself like that and then truly being honest with yourself and really evaluating, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really empower you for sure. Um, but I think, this all kind of circles back too, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. It comes to that word passion, right? Because if you if you never applied yourself to something you're truly passionate about, your gauge is off. How do you know you gave it all your best? Well, if you never really applied yourself to something you're truly passionate about, that's probably where you're going to find what your best is, right? In that mode of being passionate. And everybody has something, even if it's the stupidest little thing that you did when you were a kid, a video game, a, a toy, a hopscotch, whatever. If you were weird about it and suddenly you were the best in school and you were this... You can remember like, you know, when I was obsessed with that thing, I was the best. So it's kind of like the passion is going to drive you to work your, your hardest. Working your hardest is going to drive, it's going to allow you to get the success. That's going to be something you can always use to say like, am I kind of using that kind of energy towards this new task that I'm on? You know what I mean? Yeah, so it totally. It kind of helps you. So if I didn't have that, um, that difficult year you brought up that really mm-hmm. forced me to kind of put myself to the test and work beyond all... Everything was against me, but I just, I persevered. Now that's my new bar. And now yeah. I know, and until I do something even better to say, no, this is my bar now. Mm-hmm. And tell them this is what I can consider what my best is. And I'm still thriving to do even a harder year and work even harder to say, mm-hmm. now I know I'm capable. Because knowing what you're capable of is the key to knowing if you did everything you could have or not. And until totally. you get something passionate that's going to drive you to find out what you're capable of, mm-hmm. then you're never going to really know if you're doing your best. That's why it's so important to find out, you know, what makes you tick and what makes you go. If you're wasting your time with some dead end job or something you're truly not good at. And it's scary too, if you're, you know, like I was in banking, for example, and I was actually good enough at it. I was talented enough to get promoted in in the corporate job. And I got up to a management position. That was a very dangerous place for me to be. I was good enough to excel and make a career and make decent money but there was not the passion behind it. So I was never going to become the best banker in the world. You know what I mean? Finding something that I was able to do that really resonated with me in my heart and my soul and my passion and all that, that was actually uh, what pushed me to see myself work my best. I mean, the banking was, it was dangerous because when you can be kind of good at some stuff, it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous place to be because you're going to only get end up mediocre. You got to take risks and those risks have to be with the thing that you're passionate about because then you're going to see yourself work like you've never worked before. And that's probably where you're going to find your success in your life where you can look back and be proud of yourself. Not the banking job that you got to a, you know, a certain level, but you're like, ah, I don't really care about this that much, but it pays the bills. Because you're complacent with that. And I think what you're saying is so awesome. And you know, you know I'm about it, but it's like you got to be willing 
passion and purpose, um, you know, what you're describing, it allows you to to push to your limits. Like you don't know what your limits are because unless you go near them, like you, you're, you're trying to touch them. And if, and and the mediocre complacency situations that are more comfortable, right. Um, they're not gonna, they're not going to drive you to that point. It's, it's, and, and this brings up one of my other favorite words. It's like curiosity you know, it's, I'm sure like every year is, is different for you, even though it can seem so similar in your process, um, you know, when you're competing, but it's like that curiosity of like, what's better, right? Like, how do I do this better? And how do I get better along with that passion and that purpose? And ultimately you have a vision, you have a vision of winning, right? Um, that's, you know, that kind of shit is only going to come from, you know, these areas where you're really, really passionate about, not necessarily the areas where, like you said, you're good at it. And you were, I mean, I remember like you, you were, you were actually really good at it. You were crushing it, you know? Um, but it didn't have that fire. It didn't spark that curiosity yeah. uh, that would take you to your ledges, right? For sure. Mentally, physically, uh, for you to really fucking discover what you're made of. I think that that in our family, like, I think we're really addicted to that piece. It's yeah, like, for what, sure. are you, what are you fucking made of? And yeah, like, where do you think that came from? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, we just competitive nature, who knows, but I just feel like those other places are, they're dangerous to live in those zones. And, and for the people listening, uh, you pretty much know right off the bat if you're in that place or not. And, and one of those places where it's like, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm getting by, but I don't know if this thing is for me. And if it's, it's almost worse if it's allowing you to, sustain a decent lifestyle decent is the key word uh just to put numbers to this not like money matters uh but let's say you're at a job that you're making uh let's say your goal is to make a half million dollars a year right but you're at a job where you're making 90 grand a year and it's okay 90 is good it's it's like you don't want to lose that to take a risk on this thing that may make it bigger because this is too much to lose. And let's say like, I've been in a situation like this analogy that I'm using is similar. And then me and this person are here and he got, he quit or got fired or whatever. And now he didn't have money. So he was in a position where he's allowed to take risks. I was still like, I don't know. I'm not gonna leave this. It's decent money. Maybe, you know what I mean? He can now take a risk, start slower. But then within three years, suddenly he's blowing me out Mm -hmm. because he's, you know, it, he wasn't living in that dangerous place anymore where it was comfortable enough to keep him there. Mm-hmm. He was able to take a chance, you know, for example. So it's like, you have to ask yourself, am I living in that dangerous place where I'm complacent and I'm not really passionate about this? So it's unlikely that this is going to be the place that takes me to the level that I want to be proud of myself with. And if it's not, man, I'm, I'm telling you, your mission in life right now should be, what am I passionate about? What am I good at? Find out what you're good at and go. You know, now as a father too, more than ever, that is my primary goal. Find out what he is good at, find out where his passion is and set him there right away, right away, as soon as possible. You know, I'm not going to wait around to have him, you know, go call, go to some job fair and see what you're, you know, he's 18. No, no, no. We're going to find out early because that's where you're going to make yourself successful. Those two areas, what what you're passionate about and what you're good at naturally. If you focus on those two things, success is just around the corner. It's just a matter of hard work now, but the hard work comes easy because you're passionate. So it all just feeds around, you know? Totally. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, it's so true. I, I want to talk about, we talk about hard work a lot, but I, I, I do think, um, we need to talk about smart work because one of the things that is so 
badass and inspiring. Yeah, I'm your sister, but that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. The truth is, is like, you don't just work hard. You work fucking smart and you're always finding ways to to turn the notch in the intelligent part of your process from, you know, um, from training to your nutrition, just to your overall lifestyle that is going to complement your process that will get you closer to the goal. So like sleep or, you know, like now you have less caffeine than you used to have. And I mean, these are tools, right? It's all because you're refining yourself and you're getting smarter in your process. And I think that that's a, that's a very important thing to talk about um, and to pay attention to. Cause I know your community, you know, one thing that's so fucking rad is they really love you. Um, You're like a hero. You know, I see the comments and I see the story posts and I think a lot of um, it's not just this physical thing like, Oh, you're the guy with the sick physique. I mean, for sure, but you represent more. And I think a big piece of that is your mindset your attitude, you know, the way you are as a competitor with your other competitors. And then there's the smart factor of, you know, your nutrition. Um, so I, you know, I can go on forever about that, but I want to talk about, you know, let's, let's maybe the, 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 the best way to do this is like from when you first started really, um, when you first started your bodybuilding career to where you are now, how much have you evolved your process, uh, to be working smarter for you and maybe give some examples of that. So nutrition, sleep. Totally. Uh, really it's, um, it, it all stemmed from a place of obsession, to be honest with you. Um, I was fortunate enough to be obsessed with the industry that I feel like, you know, that I have a place for, like, luckily for me, I have a platform. I was able to build a physique that, um, people admire, you know, uh, I say that with all, all humble, all humbleness. And through that platform, people are attracted to me so they can listen and then they find out my inner thoughts and the way I went about how I got there to me. Um, yeah, I was extremely obsessed with like, okay, now that I'm going to do this and I want to do it, I want to find out every single advantage. I don't want to just, you know, look straight, move forward. I want to know why does this happen? How, you know, and, and, I just got addicted to studying this, this industry and, and it was obsessed. If you're not really obsessed, it kind of goes back to the passion thing. It's like, it's going to be hard for you to go through all the, all the, 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 the peaks and valleys, you know what I mean? So for me, I just became extremely obsessed with learning about everything I do to give myself the edge of the competitive thing. I'm a competitive person. We all are. Um, and if, if most of the people that are, that are probably listening to this, especially on my following again, well, we're competitive people. If we're into the bodybuilding and you're competing, obviously it's the word competing mm-hmm. and you want to have the edge. So um, it was like a double, it was a win-win for me because I loved, I felt so um, good just learning more about my own body mm-hmm. but also applying it to myself and then seeing the difference. It's like, you know, people like to build cars and they put the attention to it and they do all these things. Like I was able to do that with my body and I wanted to learn every single aspect of it, trial and error. Um, if I do this, if I do that. So I became, I just became really addicted to the science of bodybuilding, not just, you know, I want to pick this thing up, put it back down, wait for it to grow. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't really get appeal to that. I got appeal to learning the science of it and Fortunately enough, it was interesting to me to where I got obsessed with it. I wanted to read every study. I wanted to find every podcast. I wanted to, you know, follow anybody that could give me information that, that I thought was valuable. Um, 
I never was a big reader, but when I got into this, I was literally reading nonstop. And when I had those surgeries, I was part of it too. I felt like um, that was a little bit of the trigger to kind of like get me a little bit more obsessed with all this. Cause I knew I was basically going to have to make a comeback and I needed every edge possible. So I buried my head into the books and upon doing that, I just really liked that style of, of, of kind of the bodybuilding, not just going to the gym. I want to know why mm-hmm. I want to know how I want to know when this happens, that's the result. And here's the mechanism that takes place in between. And that allowed me to, to apply myself better because when you have a full understanding on what's going on and why it actually makes it become more fun too. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows sleeping is good, but why is sleeping good? Let me look, let me get into that and find out why. Oh, it does this. Oh, it does that. And you just now want to do a nighttime routine and get good sleep. And when I wake up mentally, I feel like oh, I have the edge today. I got good sleep. And you know, when I eat this and I do that, this is doing this, but why is it doing this? It's doing this because that, and then I can picture what it's doing in my body. And I just feel like oh, things are happening. I know it. I know where they're going and how they're doing it. And that made it more fun. And then in that process, it, it was just something that I would like to articulate to my followers on my Instagram and share, share my thoughts and mm-hmm. put it into words that are easy to absorb. Take a lot of the stuff you have to learn just how to read studies. And then once yeah. you can do that, I like to just kind of make it simple and mm-hmm. share it with my people. I love sharing information. That's, I've been that way since I was a kid. I'm like a problem solver. And I have a friend that had a problem. Like, well, if I was you, I'd do this. Maybe you could say that. And that's kind of how I was. And now I can do that with something that a lot of people care about. And it makes me feel good. And yeah, man. But just being obsessed with that um, and applying it, it just, it made the sport more fun to me knowing the, the in-between, not the start, the finish. That's great. But the in-between, I wanted to learn that. It made it more fun and it made it easier to do all the stuff that, you know, people consider hard. It made me enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's so great. And it's so, I relate to that so much. It's just, it's kind of like the deeper, it's the deeper parts of it. So, you know, I mean, you know, I've had my three knee surgeries, gained the weight, you know, all the things. And then, you know, it was what 2000, I think 15, I was trying to remember when you really became my coach where it was like, you know, at that point I had been, you know, my diet was still whole clean. Right. We were, it was, it was like, there's no process. It was like, and I'm super sciencey and geeky. And that's like the connection right there is, you know, for so many years when I was trying to get my body back, um, you know, from, from, from the injuries and all that, it was very surface, which made sense. I was in my late teens and my twenties. Right. But when I started really learning about the science of biology and nutrigenomics and how food and movement and all that stuff is affecting you and like the processes and like all that. And, you know, listening to Dr. Rhonda Patrick and all this shit, it just took everything to the next level. So by the time 2015 came around, you know, uh, with when I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to like burn the knob at like, let's do this. And you, you know, with all your calculations and your (laughs) spreadsheets and shit, your spreadsheets and like your smart tools and, and, and basically like what you just gave us right now. And like all that knowledge and understanding, like you were able to just make it really simple for me and just go, you know, you were like protein, I mean, I'm just making it simple right now because this, I'm sure, is going to be helpful to, to listeners. Protein and weights. We need to focus on your protein. You know, you have to be, if you if you want to lose, if you want to cut, you have to be in a caloric deficit. Yeah, you know, basics. Right. 
And um, yeah, you're actually my example, like to people, to girls, my, all my female clients, I've actually sent your, your uh, pictures, uh, right. which I told you before, because you were the person that was probably one of the healthiest people I know with your choices, your lifestyle previous to the, to the, the year 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you got into your kick of health, I'm like, damn, like, I don't even know many people like you, you know, yeah. but there's two sides to it, right? There's body composition and there's, there's, you know, um, just being healthy from a lot of other aspects of it. Mm-hmm. I think you had all those things down and those things, obviously they, they leak over to where you you still had a great body because yeah. of these things. But if you wanted to turn it up a little bit, it was just basic as far as doing a couple of different things. And a lot of girls, you know, this is one thing that they're, uh, they get a lot of misinformation too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, it's so simple. Um, the reality of what it takes to get the result they want, but it's almost too simple and mm-hmm. it's not as sexy as a lot of the things out there. So they don't really apply that stuff. Right. Um, and a lot of people are thinking, okay, cardio and, you know, eat like eat, um, you know, keto or eat this or that's very simple stuff. Right. In reality, and so my clients speaking, my female clients, nine times out of 10, 99 out of a hundred, you, uh, add up, uh, elevate the protein. Cause a lot of them are under eating protein a little bit. Yep. Or great weight training. And it's like suddenly they have a different body. Yeah. And I mean, there was more to it with that one with them with you, but that was a big bulk of it. And mm-hmm. that right there transformed you a lot to where I, I show some of the girls your pictures. I'm like, look, this is what she was. She was super healthy. This is what she is now. These are some of the main primary factors that made the biggest difference in her physique to really shift her body composition. That's the and, key piece. Body and, and composition. Body composition. Yeah. Cause there's different elements, right? There's right. a lot of a- aspects to health, this, that. So that's where people get confused too. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'm like, look, I am specifically talking about body composition right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, you know, you don't need cardio to lose weight, but is it better not to do cardio from a health standpoint? No, cardio is good for your heart. There's so mm-hmm. many benefits, but right now we're not talking about that. We're talking about body composition, you know, so it may not have to be applied right now, for example, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah, you are pretty much the, you're probably the best example I could think of because somebody that's extremely conscious, health aware, that still wanted to make a change with their body, just uh, manipulated a couple of those factors and suddenly, you know, now people look at you and they admire your body for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, body composition, just to put emphasis on that really quick. So it's just really like the the ratio between, you know, muscle and and fat. And this is a, this is a marker of health as well. For so, sure. you know, from... You know, we we know like I'm really interested in cellular health and my body composition from a health perspective, but for sure I have aesthetics that are beyond, you know, just for the reasons of health. Like I like yeah, yeah, yeah. fine shoulders yeah, yeah. and you know, my glutes and all that. And so yeah, I mean you were you were such a, a I mean, and you still are, you know. Um, but just a you you were a huge you played a huge role in that shift for me. It may have been in 2014 even. I don't even fucking know. But whatever the case, it was like, man, I just remember, um, and I want this to live in this conversation um, for the women specifically. I just remember all the years, you and Michael, our brother Mike, Safai. knew you were going to say this, what you're yeah. about to say. Because it's I know so you, important. I know you're about to and say And I've it. said it so many times, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's going to come up when you know other people are on the podcast and fitness. But like, man... I fell for the shit. I fell for the, you know, yeah. don't lift the, the heavy weights and you're going to get bulky and all the yeah. things and all the fucking shit. And I, and you guys used to tell me like, dude, fucking lift some real weights. And I was like, no, I already have muscle. And yeah. And holy then, shit. It just changed, man. 
And not yeah. only that, but like the mindset change. Now I'm like, well, I'm always flexing. It's like part of my fucking yeah, for signature, sure. you know? Um, but the truth is, is that like I leaned out too. So, um, you know, just validating your, you know, knowledge and your direction in this. Cause I know that you, you, you know, you, you coach, um, you know, men and women. And obviously, you know, those listening to this podcast, we have men and women. And it's just important for me. I feel like someone who, um, you know, I just feel like it's almost like a responsibility to tell, like, do what you want to do with your body, but just know this, that shit isn't true. Like, you know, 500 calories, thousand calories, and then cardio till you die and, and have celery. Like that's horrible. Yeah. No. And so, yeah. I can and honestly, it. a lot of things too, people don't realize that burning, uh, lifting weights is just, um, they think cardio is the answer, you know, uh, versus lifting weights to lose weight. But it's really the other way around because cardio burns while you're there in that moment, right? So let's say you're doing a, a for easy numbers, 30 minutes of cardio, you burn 300 calories. But if you lifted weights for 30 minutes, you burn 150 calories. It's like, well, that's half. I don't want that. It's okay, well, what happens after you do cardio? For the most part, especially if it's low intensity, that's it. You've been 30 calories. Have a nice day. It's, that's all you get out of it. What happens after you lift weights? Well, things on a cellular level are now changing your body. You just triggered a process. Now, what we're doing is we have to, uh, the muscle's broken down. We have to go and recover this muscle. That costs calories, right? There's damaged muscle there. We have to recover, repair it. We have to now that we've built new tissue, because that's a result of the, the exercise, the next day you're, you're feeding with nutrition, it's recovering. All these things are calorie expensive. So from that one session, you're still getting a residual benefit there. And now if things were good enough, you built new tissue. And guess what? Maintaining new tissue costs calories. So that one session, that 150 of calories you burn for that 30 minutes versus a 300 really turned into a hell of a lot more calories down the road. So it's almost like a teach a man a fish uh, versus give a man a fish type of thing. Cardio, you're give a man a fish. And yeah, he'll eat and maybe get full. Teach a man a fish, like, oh, this sucks. Like, oh, shoot, now I can eat forever. You residual benefits, that's what weight training does. Because eventually you're sitting there, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten pounds uh, heavier of, of muscle. And just to do that, just to have that muscle on your body, you're, you're burning more. Just yeah. sitting on a couch, you know what I mean? So now it becomes easier to maintain body weight and actually have a lifestyle versus just chasing cardio all the time is the only way. It's like cardio is only as good as a snack you just ate. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you don't eat that snack. Same thing. Not for your heart health because remember body composition yeah. and health, two different things. But as far as if you want to, if your goal is body composition, it's like, do I, do I need to do cardio or should I just not eat that snack, the, the, mm-hmm. the bag of chips? Same, same damn thing. Right. Weight training, not so much. Like, okay, well, the chips actually can help go towards the recovery of this and build new. Mu- so it's just so many different reasons why that's better. If right. I had to choose one version and my goal is weight loss, uh, if the rest of my life, say you can lift weights or do whatever, you, my goal is weight loss, hands down, weight training. And this is something that a lot of uh, females, they don't wrap their head around because they're just sold the idea the wrong way. Yeah. But um, like I said, 99 of 100 of my clients, it's like, hey, let's start lifting weights. Uh, mm-hmm. more vigorously, not just little lightweight stuff. I want to get tone, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff and up your protein. And within eight weeks, it's like, they're looking at a body they've never seen in their whole life of, of 10 years of trying, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally that simple. It's like, it's like magic for them. And they're like, wow. Right. No. And it's, and you know, another great piece to add to this, um, is that, you know, um, you know, my, my good friend, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who's like the queen of muscle yeah. health, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call her. Right. And, you know, she, she, she says that muscle is the most underappreciated organ because it's actually the organ of longevity. So it's literally what's going to support your 
lifespan, your health span to be, you know, for you to, I had this conversation with a girlfriend the other day. We're talking about, she wants to start lifting weights, right? Cause we're talking mm-hmm. about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, right now with, with the quarantine and all the things, it's hard to get weights at home, you know? And we're, we're, so we're online shopping. She's like, wait, what weight do I need to deadlift her? And she's like, wait, 35 pounds. Like it was hardcore. Right. And yeah. She doesn't lift weights. But I was like, it, it, it hit me. I was like, imagine it, you're in your thirties and it's hard to deadlift 35 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen when you're 50 or 60? This is where it's hard to get out of your chair to lift your own body weight. And this is where when you get into those elder, you know, uh, older Years, decades yeah. of your life, you know, now you might have to go to a home because you can't, or you need, you need somebody to help you all the time. So it's like, you got to stay ahead of it. And so I'm totally. just adding to this because, you know, I, you know, me, I love merging. Yeah. I want the vanity piece to it. Fuck. Yeah, for sure. It feels yeah. good to live in a bikini awesome. body. 365, you know, I don't have a fucking summer body, but it's almost like it's the byproduct for me because what, what I really, you know, the most important thing for me is I'm getting out of my chair when I'm 70, 80, if I get to live that long, my cognition's on fire, like all that stuff. Um, you know, so it's just the going back to the resistance training piece. It's like, I love that, you know, I finally fucking listened basically yeah, to my brothers, you know, oh, it changed, it just changed everything. And it put me on a way healthier trajectory for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. And that's the thing connecting to what you're saying. Uh, a lot of people that don't implement these kind of things, um, they don't, and they have these little pains or I can't do this or, you know, I can't do that. Um, with weight training, even like stretching mobility, all these kind of things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're 40 or 50, whatever, what are your peers all telling you? Oh, back pain. Oh, I can't do this. Can't do that anymore. It's like, well, why can't you do that anymore? It's not because it's, it's not because your age is limiting you. It's because of your actions of what you've been doing is limiting you. But because all your peers are telling you this, what do you think it is? You think it's normal. I'm just 40. That's all. I'm just 50. That's all. That's why I can't lose the weight this time. That's why I can't move around like that. And I become more comfortable with that being the reality because the peers of my age group are all saying the same thing. And that's the most misleading thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah. Uh, the older you get, the more you have to do to just compensate a little bit. Uh, right. So weight training is one of them, mobility, stretching. If you don't want to be the person that has a bad back that can't walk or I can't do this like I'm young anymore. You just have to do a little bit extra work, but you can be just as much as the 25 year old if you're ahead of the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, so you, I, I feel like everybody, like I see some people like, oh, I'm 40, can't do this, you know, like I used to. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> I'm 38, bro. And you don't know, he didn't know that. And I'm, I'm going to the Olympia, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's over here like dad bod. <laughs> I got dad, you know, it's harder now, I'm 40. And I'm like, oh, dang, you're 38. I was like, yeah, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> 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 I guess, I guess I just made myself look dumb. And it's like, the thing is, you're just letting that persona of, of age groups and most people aren't keeping up to date with that stuff. And it just, one thing I've learned, especially with like mobility and stretching and stuff. It's like, if I want to expect to be the guy that's 60, that's able to do all the things that people do when they're 30, I better be ahead of the game now. And I'm not going to let my peers suck me into the mentality of thinking it's just a part of getting older. It's like, no, it's not. 
that's just because most people aren't going to put do this the type of work required. But if you understand, if maybe when I was 20, I needed to do this much and that was all I needed. But now that I'm 30, I need to do this much. I'm 40, this much. And if you keep this side going with the mobility, the weight training, the stretching, you keep these up to par all the way, then you're going to be the 60-year-old that's watching all your peers barely doing anything. And they're going to be, this guy's a freak. It's like, no, I'm not. I just did the required maintenance to my body that was needed to keep me in a mobile, healthy position that most people didn't do it. I was elevating these things with my age appropriately to keep me doing what the 25 year olds are doing. You didn't. And now you're doing what the 60 year olds are doing. You know yeah. I mean? It's, you know, what the, it's, I just thought of when you were saying that it's like this triangle factor where it's like one part hard work, one part smart work and one part honest work. And that's totally. the fucking trifecta right there. Yeah, and if, yeah. you're, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not hitting that, then, you know, something's going to give and it's, it's, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to keep on that path, but all sure. three of those have to be in in motion, you know, as you're, this is, you don't have to be a, a you know, competitive bodybuilder. This is just like, no, you want to do life and you want to be healthy and, totally. and strong and fit. Yeah. That's a powerful. And, that, that's, and that's why powerful. it's so important to, um, you said like, you know, the smart side of things, why I do it. If you, if people really want to like make this more of a part of their life, mm-hmm. uh, learning like the processes, what takes place in the body, just give me yourself a little, you don't got to be some genius nerd, a little of the education on why these things happen, you know, as far as building muscle, mobility, all these things, it actually makes it a lot easier to do it because awareness is is a motherfucker. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that. Awareness is a motherfucker. And when you know, if I tell somebody, you know, pick this weight up, put it back down, okay, and then event, watch your muscles grow, that's one thing. But if they understand the mechanism, what's taking place, it makes that thing a little bit more fun and exciting to do. You're, you're thinking about all of what's going to happen as a result of this, not just the result, but the process, right? And that makes doing those challenging things that people just don't like doing a little easier. And in the game of this, motivation uh, is not your, your your best friend. It's helpful at times, but you need to have like some consistency. And consistency means you got to find a way to make yourself like it, make it fun. You know what I mean? And for me, I, anybody that's interested in learning about making their body better, male, female, whatever it is, do yourself a favor. Just learn as much as you can about the process of what's actually happening and why this is taking place, because then it makes you more likely to want to do it. You know what I mean? You're going to oh, be have, have more of a desire to actually want to get better sleep when you understand the value and benefits of sleep. You, you, everyone knows if I pick up weight, I get bigger. Everyone knows if I sleep, I feel better. But why? Learning that why makes doing it a lot easier because it becomes a, a, for a little bit more fun, a little more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you need all the help you can get in this game. It's this, uh, this is a fucking motivation goes up and down like, like, like crazy. And if all you're relying on is motivation, good luck. And you're you know done. I mean? Yeah, no, that's why I love um, Jocko Willing. He's like an incredible Navy SEAL commander, and he has a quote: um, "Discipline is freedom." Yeah, and it's fucking true. Because yeah, for sure. Right? There are days where even you know people like you and me who this is you know fitness. This shit's our life. Like it's it's a it's a love. Like I always write on my Instagram. Like it's it's not a chore. It's a passion. But for sure, there are days where I don't feel motivated. You know. And then, you know, but that discipline factor, that consistency, especially because of like what you just said, like, cause I know what's going on. I know the benefits and I you know, know it. Yeah. I know it. So Changes. it's like, man, it's just, yeah, it keeps you fucking in the game. You know, um, it's such an important piece because it's, it's, and, and, you know, maybe this is a good segue. Cause I want to talk about rest and recovery, you know, 
when do you apply that? How do you, because we have those days, right? Where we're like, ah, oh, I just, I don't feel like it. And, and you know, one thing that I know I can, I can offer when people ask me, like, how do you know when to rest and when to recover? So when it's a game of mind, like when my mind just like, ah, oh, I don't feel like doing it, I'm fucking going. Yeah. But when I, when I, when my body feels things and I'm very, you know, maybe this takes time for sure. Cause usually people can easily make an excuse here, but I, I, I fucking won't the triangle, yeah. right. The honesty. Yeah. And, uh, but I know like maybe cause my training session the you know, day before I didn't sleep good or whatever. And my, my cycle where I'm like, okay, when I get cues from my body that are telling me like, Hey, I need you to make this an active rest day. So just walk yeah. or whatever, you know, then I know I'm going to fucking listen because I'm in the game with my body. I'm not just trying to order it around the mind though. You know, when that shit starts going, then it's like, no, no, I'm the boss. Yeah. So I want to talk about that with you because I know that that comes up, you know, and there's times where you got to crack the whip and you're disciplining Dude. and you're going into it. Um, and then there's times where you, you honor your rest. And I'm sure that people have to be really curious about that uh, yeah. you, or your process because, you know, they see you just like gangster mode all the time and even like talking about it in this you know, podcast so far, which is like the hard work, the hard, but what is that? What does that look like for you? You know, when you start to feel like it, should I rest? Should I, or should I push? And then what do yeah. you actually do? Do you know what I mean? For sure. And this is actually, um, it's critical, you know, recovery is, is, is a critical thing. I think some people, to be honest, they take it a little too far. They, they've read too little too much about recovery and that makes suddenly they're, they're taking six days off a week recovery you know it's like that's not how you're supposed to look at it right but um the balancing act of recovery that you need is definitely something that you have to um put a lot of thought on for me what i like to think about recovery which a lot it helps my mindset again learning this is another thing's connected but somewhat different we're talking about when you recover is when you're actually getting the benefit of what you did yesterday for example you don't think that way no one thinks that way until i did i was oh shit actually this is so when you're lifting weights and you feel a bump and a burn, you think that you're growing right now. You're not growing right now. This is that's this is not where it happens. If this happens tomorrow after you've slept good and you ate well and you did all those things and the recovery from this muscle. That's when this is happening. So recovery is really all of it. So you're just kind of setting up signals to start setting things off. But there's times, like you said, where you just kind of feel like you're overdoing it. And there's there's mental recovery and there's physical recovery because sometimes. 99 out of 100, your, your, your mental, um, the times you're like, I don't want to go because that's why you're like, fuck it, I got to go. Sometimes maybe the mental recovery day is actually what you need, even if your body felt good, but your mind was fucked and that's not going to help you. And sometimes that day off and then the next day, for some reason, you wake up, you're charged, you're ready to go. You don't necessarily have to feel guilty if you are honest with yourself. You said, this is the day I just needed for me to reset my mind so my body can do better tomorrow. Most of the time, it's the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. Where the body's good enough, the mind's like, I don't know, lazy. And that's when you really like, that's the hardest part, part for most people. You know, that's the part where um, you really got to just, you kind of got to ask yourself what you're made of. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we all wanted to, you all, have, everybody has high expectations about themselves. Uh, and the younger you are, the bigger those expectations go. The older you get, the more you kind of, I become realistic with what you've become. You know, what I grow up is no longer an issue anymore. It's like, this is who you are. So 
at a certain point, it's almost right now, like I'm, I'm 10 weeks out of a show, nine weeks out, it's starting to get tough. Mm-hmm. It's almost a daily challenge every day to do some of the things I need to do. You know, some days it's easy, but those are free. Who cares? What? I'm not going to worry about those. The hard days are the ones that actually matter, right? So that's how I, I, I like to um, look at those days. That's how I like to, to label those days. These are the ones that make the entire difference, right? So when I'm in, about to go to the gym, like there's been last year was probably one of the most difficult preps because I dieted so long. I would get in the parking lot sometimes and I was like getting horrible sleep because you get really low body fat and you're just pushing too long, too hard. It's just not the belting for your body. You know, the extreme side of bodybuilding is not that healthy. And I was in this phase for a while because that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the gym and I'd almost want to fall asleep in the parking lot sometimes, but God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. But this was uh, not a time where I can do that. So labeling those days as the days that make everything matter. They, they are the ones that count. Those are the ones that separate you from everything else. That's how you have to view those days. That's And then that forces me to go in there and do what I have to do and not 90% because it's a light day. No, you got to go hundred percent. You got to do what you need to do. You know what I mean? On, on the days, you know, you need to. So for me, labeling my day, those days, like those are the biggest uh, ones that overcome. Uh, those are the biggest ones that make me feel satisfied for, for overcoming those challenges because those are where people quit. Those are where people decide not to do this. And one day here, one day there times three months, six months is difference between someone that's here and someone that's here. So I almost like on purpose sometimes to force myself to get the absolute best workout possible on the days I am dreading it the most, because at the end of that workout, I feel like, man, you just totally won. And now I'm motivated again. And now tomorrow even feels easier because I just killed it today. So now I feel like you got some momentum, you know, you, you did it. You, you, you pulled it off. You got through this workout. You didn't want to be here. You know, you didn't want to be here. You push yourself because you knew these are the days that make champions. So this, this is like, if there's a bridge and there's little gaps, like these are the ones that separate connect those gaps. And that's, what's going to make it to where it works out. You know what I mean? So it's a part of the deal with fitness. Um, you're never going to always be motivated, no matter what. You're always going to have challenges, and you need to be able to push through those moments. And those are the those are the moments that make everything. Without them, it's you know working out when you're motivated is, is you don't you don't get my you don't get my credit for that. No, and in, in our family, we always say like if you can't do it tired, you can't do it at all. Yeah, like in the sure. last, it's the last set. It's the last rep it's like that's where i i fucking tell myself like who who the fuck are you oh yeah prove it you know and i and i guarantee every single person listening here they've had a moment where they didn't want to go to the gym they didn't want to diet they didn't want to do whatever their original plan was for the days to achieve their goal but they stuck to it and they felt damn good about themselves you know so you can relate to that feeling whether you've done it once or a hundred times but the goal is to do that as much as possible because in the end of the day, that is the key to, 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 to consistency. You know what I mean? Consistency is in fitness. They go hand in hand. And the cool piece is that it's transferable to other aspects of your life. When you witness yourself pushing past these fucking hard points and you're building resilience, you know, you know, I mean, I know like in a, in the situation we're in now dealing with the COVID and dealing with the fucking quarantine and all this stuff. Right. It's like, man, all those hard days where I'm like, 
I didn't feel like running a 10K in the sand. Yeah. I didn't feel like fucking deadlifting. Deadlifting. Those are the, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm so with you on that because – when I feel the, oh no, and I go, it's like those days just mean so much more to me. And I think specifically because I know how it's going to transfer into the rest of my life. Yeah. When, I'm in, when I'm facing a fucking business challenge or, oh, all of a sudden all the things, it's like, yeah, but fuck, I'm a tough motherfucker. Like I know I've proved it to myself. I've done it over You've and over it. again. Yep. And I'm going to continue to do it. And so it's like, this is just a tool. Like for you, it's very direct to your career, right? But you also, I mean, you know, you can expand on that, but like how your career in bodybuilding and the sport of bodybuilding has affected your overall life. I mean, you're a dad now, you know, your incredible partner, my, my girl, Patricia, and like how you guys roll together and like, yeah. just, you know, you're organized, you're efficient, you're like it just it really does transfer into the rest yeah, of it, life. Yeah, it, it made a, it definitely changed my life. And you know, Patricia probably knows more than anybody that the the shit that I go through uh, at the deep moments where I'm in pain or, I mean, there's a lot of times where I just don't want to fucking do what I got to do. It's like you wake up from maybe a crappy night of sleep, and it's like when you're in the level that I, I compete in, there is no, I have to, I, I could take a day sometimes, even if you need it, you know what I mean? But when you actually push through all those things and you get success at the end of it, it becomes back pocket motivation for the rest of your life because you realize that that is what it takes sometimes to become successful, not just in this and anything, and anything in life. There's always going to be moments and times you just don't want to do it. And if you don't have the type of mentality that's going to say it, whether I want to do it or not, it's, it's not an option. I got to do what I got to do to get success. You remember how motivated you were in the very beginning with this fantasy, this goal, this career, whatever it was. Remember that guy? Where's that guy? Or today, when you're telling me you don't want to do it because it sounds too hard. That guy was all motivated because it was early as the beginning. He hasn't had all this accumulated fatigue and tiredness. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I swear. Right when it gets hard, where's he at now? You know? That's when you got to dig deep and, and you got to do it no matter what, because this is all part of your plan and you have to stick to your goal. And that's why bodybuilding taught me so much. You know, it taught me because it's cool that I get to get a reward and, and win something at the end that really kind of puts a, like a tangible object that represents you didn't fucking give up ever. You know, all those times you wanted to, like I said, Patricia would probably know more than anybody else some of the deep waters I've been through, depressing moments, breakdown moments, suffering, pain, uh, physical pain, mental pain, anguish, I mean, so much. But when you push through it and you get it, it's like, dude, you're that much stronger. And now I know what I'm capable of. And I'm never going to give myself anything less than that for a new goal I achieved to. And if I do give myself less, I'm going to know it's because I just didn't give a shit enough. It wasn't a priority to me. And I'm going to penalize myself for that. And that's going to create pressure to make sure I do something better the next time. You know, it's all, it's all connected. Fucking awesome. So good. It's yeah, so it's, true. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how fitness can kind of overlap to so many other aspects of your life. And I changed my life for the better. Literally, uh, I started bodybuilding because I didn't like the direction my life was going um, with a lot of different things I was doing, you know, I was partying a lot. I was doing fun. I was, and it was, again, I was in that dangerous zone where I was able to still have a good body, still make uh, have a decent job. I was able to 
maintain a decent lifestyle, um, but I knew I wasn't meeting my potential. And that was a dangerous place. Bodybuilding made me shut the shit down and drive towards goals. And I saw a side of myself that really allowed me to now know what I'm capable of. And now that's my bar and I'll never go below it. You know? And that, just, yeah. So that was like the big, you know, you had deep purpose there. You just were like, you knew that you, you had more to do in this life. You had more to give, you had more to experience more to, and ultimately more to share. I mean, you share a lot, like you, yeah. you really are an inspiration to, I mean, I'll say it, you know, um, to your community and even to your fucking family, you know, uh, like the other day I've, I finished my run on the beach and, uh, and, and I just, I don't know, I was on Instagram doing my story post, whatever. And I saw your story, you know, about two, this, 2016 with all the shoulder pictures oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, even though you're my brother, it's like you are a, um, a, a real continuous source of inspiration that is so powerful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing how, and I feel lucky. And I feel like you would agree on this because you know, we love this shit and we actually love the fucking hard parts yeah, yeah, of yeah. it, right? It's, like, I think we got fucking lucky because for sure. I have the opposite problem of, you know, I, I don't like to sit on the couch. Like I got to move. <laughs> the hardest part about for podcasting sure. is like fucking sitting for a couple hours, you know? Um, but I really do think that in our family, for the most part of our family, you know, I feel like we got lucky there, you know, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with our childhood, you know, just the way we were always playing outside, running outside and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, sure. But we got lucky. We did. And you know what, too? Like, a lot of people have a hard time um, telling themselves, oh, I want to do this because I want to look that this way or I want to be this way. They have a hard time like, kind of admitting that, like, it may be for a vain reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I like, I, I remember tasting a little bit of that, like, but I let go of that completely because Fitness is something that you need for the rest of your life for health reasons. Let's get that straight, right? So if you could find any reason at all to keep you motivated, you take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if I want to look good in the mirror. Like, that's then if that's the reason why I'm not going to eat this crappy thing or not go do that, like, then I'm going to do that. But some people like, oh, you should be happy with the way you are and you shouldn't be so, uh, you know, self-concerned with this. And, you know, I'm, a lot of people think that way, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's a healthy way to think. I agree with you. Make the biggest reason why, you know, people are unhealthy in this world. It's, it's uh, some of the leading cause of death is heart uh, uh, heart issues and diabetes, you know? Right. And uh, it's it's like, and some of these people, um, they just never really developed these habits. And I remember like, I used to get in shape for like, fourth of july it's it's Mm -hmm. funny or like halloween i was before i bodybuilding and at first i was like oh god you just want to like look good for the whatever that and i was like and at first i kind of felt like oh maybe that does sound a little bit you know what yeah who cares because Mm -hmm. that got me to die that got me motivated and then maybe two months later i'll find another reason that's temporary but whatever it is and if i keep finding all these things i have all these excuses to stay motivated because you know in fitness it comes and goes but you got to take it where you can get it you know Mm -hmm. and it's okay it's okay like you said we're lucky because we like it it's like, it's okay to want to just look good. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that'd be the reason or, or find any kind of reason, even if it's a little bit vain sounding at the end result, it's going to lead to a healthier person. Oh, for and, sure. If you don't fucking like what you see in the mirror, um, that's a mind game too. Like this is affecting your mindset. But when you can just, you know, kind of expanding on the, the vein part of it, we're just focusing on the outside. 
whatever. Like if, it, if, if that's what's going to allow you to develop the habits like you're saying, and ultimately, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously in a healthy way because you can become obsessive and that's yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not saying that either. It's a different conversation, but you know, in a healthy way, if it's, if it's supporting these habits they are going to keep you in the game of fitness and, you know, high levels of nutrition. And ultimately it's going to help you have fucking standards, you know, like high standards that, standards, you know, for sure. Yeah. They allow you to fucking prioritize, you know, in a way where, um, you know, you're like, no, I don't want to have that extra piece of cake or Mm. I'm going to go to sleep because I got to get up and train that, you know, yeah. What you're saying, like whatever that lever is, that's going to keep you, 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 you fucking do it. Yeah. You take it. Yeah. And then it makes it easier to become something you want to do it for. Like you said, we're lucky because we have this, but it's also because we care, you know what I mean? So finding all the things you, to make it easy for you to care about why, yeah, it's, it's, it's critical, man, because this is a, it's a long-term thing, and it does have shitty moments where you just don't want to do it, and you can never fall victim to those things. So you got to find motivation wherever you can get it, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I want to um, – I'm wondering, am I get, are you getting hungry? Because I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm always hungry. I'm, you must I'm but, dieting. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking well, dieting body, but I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that really quick. Um, you know, just because you are a couple of weeks out from the first competition of 2020, obviously, you know, everything has changed. Um, yeah. I don't even know, like, what are your thoughts about how this is going to be? I mean, the UFC, you can't even, there's no people in the, um, at events right now. So yeah. what's your mindset around that part of the process? And then maybe talk a bit about just, you know, are you doing anything differently I mean, I feel like you have to be doing things differently. I mean, the gyms just started opening again, right? So maybe yeah. there, but like, just give, give a little bit of, on that because I'm sure so many people are wondering what your mindset about this um, situation is and, and going towards competition and, and really your process, you know, day in, day yeah. out. I mean, right now I'm just trying my best to not be distracted because for what I do, um, anything less than everything that needs to be done is just simply not good enough. So yeah, there's a chance the show I'm even going for may get canceled again because things are getting crazy, but I can't let that get in my head right now. I just have to assume it's, it's going to be what it is and, and go hundred percent, you know, but for most of the people that are just going through, I mean, honestly, when this thing first happened, it was almost easy for me to just like give up a little bit, you know, cause everyone was giving up at the same time. And you're just like, it's always easier to go, down with a friend, you know? Um, <laughs> so I felt that I felt like, I, I feel like it's a little okay to kind of just let go. But then I was like, no, oh, man, don't do that. Like, you know, you, you have to right now realize that it's never going to be perfect regardless in life altogether. You know, mm-hmm. this is obviously a very much more severe weirdness going on, but, um, if you can hold it together, even through times like this, it just empowers you for the future. And lately I'm a huge, like just advocate of just doing something today that's going to give my future self back pocket motivation to always rely on hey remember how you handle that this new challenge that you're feeling a little overwhelmed with and you you're having a difficult time uh to feel like if you can even handle this one remember what you did there you can do this too and the more of those things you do the more challenges you overcome i just feel like it makes you stronger in the future so yeah this is annoying that we're going through this and it may get canceled like the last one did dieting so hard, sacrificing, watching on the Instagram, all my friends do so many fun things. And I'm just literally never a part of it. Cause I'm like, oh, I have a goal. I have this, I can't do that. And then it fell apart to nothing. And that may be happening again, right in the middle of summer. 
Like maybe I should just go and let loose a little bit, but no, I have a show coming up and it might get canceled. But who cares? Don't think that way. Life's never going to be perfect, man. So mentally there's a lot of distractions, but I don't want to let that drive me. So I can, again, in the future, just know what kind of person I am, you know, the kind of person that just, you stick to your goal. You don't get distracted. You don't fall victim to what feels easy. And right now it does feel easy to screw off a little bit because everyone's doing it. You know, it feels a little bit easy to kind of give in to like, you know, just kind of letting go of a lot of things. Uh, you know, hey, you know, COVID, man, I was doing great. Then, you know, COVID happened. You know what I mean? So, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you mean because I didn't let myself fall victim to that. You know, I found a park and I was doing pull-ups at a bar. I was, I was doing whatever I can do because that's who I am. And if it wasn't who I was and, and then you saw yourself do that, that's who you are now for the next challenge. You know what I mean? So, I just, I'm a big fan of just always understanding life, is, especially with fitness and nutrition. It's never going to be perfect. You've got to give it 100% every time. And this is a perfect example of it not being perfect, but I don't want to let that distract me from what my goal is, you know, because that's defining the character of, my, of, of who I am. You know what I mean? And that means life is never going to, it's always going to throw you curveballs. And if you establish yourself as the kind of person that doesn't get distracted and doesn't let things that aren't perfect get in the way of you moving forward, then you just really put a crush in your life and you're going to always have a hard time. If you're the kind of person that tells yourself and trains yourself and believes in yourself, no matter what the situation, I will find a way because I'm driven and that's what I'm going to do. When these challenges arise and challenges are coming, and actually, believe it or not, you are the one, and you probably don't even remember that taught me this uh, a long time ago. I was going through a lot of uh, hardship and I was mentally really broken down. Um, this is years and years and years ago. And you said something like, dude, life, like, dude, if you can't handle this, like, you have a hard time in life. Like, you said something along those lines that let me know, like, you know, like, life is going to get difficult. And if you can't mentally handle it, you're screwed. And I, I swear, I'm not just saying this right now. I thought, like, man, she's right. Like, mm -hmm. I have to get myself mentally prepared to be able to deal with all of these things that may and will happen throughout my life. Because they're coming. They are coming. We all know that. You know, the worst day of your life, maybe ahead, who knows? You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that. I want to make sure that my mind can handle that. And what you're doing today is going to help you in those moments. And I just think that way all the time, you know, it helps me to kind of not let nothing distract me from my goal. And if it does, again, because we all screw up as humans, it goes back to what we said earlier. Just be honest with yourself. Tell yourself you screwed up and, and embrace it. And it's going to make you more encouraged to want to do it right the next day because you acknowledge that you screwed up versus not acknowledging it and that you have no weight of that to try to even make up for the next day. No, I want to know I screwed up. I want to feel the burden and weight of that. So tomorrow when it's another day, I can say, okay, dude, yesterday you screwed up. Today you go twice as good. You know what I mean? Acknowledging yeah. that is key. And yeah. And it, maybe it's, it's dude, that, that whole piece was so fucking powerful. There's so many things I want to say. I just want to, that last bit that you just said right there. And maybe it's, um, you know, some, maybe you made a mistake or something. And so, yeah. you, you know, and so in that moment, it's like, cool, I'm going to learn how to do this differently and then apply that, you know, I'm just saying that's another way to, sure. to look at it. But what you were just saying right now, first, I love that. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember when, you know, I said that to you, but no, but it was, I thought of it at least a hundred times since then. It was like a 2008 or nine. Really? It's changed. It changed the, the way I wanted to get, prepare my brain. Cause I was like, Hey, she's right. Life is going to be tough. And I feel like if this, this current brain, this is too weak and you better get stronger kid because you need to be able to handle these things. And if you don't start mentally preparing for that, and that's when I made that quote up a long time ago, sorry to go off on this no, tangent, but no. it's real. Uh, like when, when um, it was not like a real quote, but it's like a saying that I said to myself, 
like when, when negative things happen in your life, it's an opportunity, an opportunity to practice becoming mentally stronger. When things are great, you don't have that opportunity. That's the word. You have to really absorb what I'm saying right now. It's an opportunity. Things are great. There's no opportunity right now. You can't practice going through a bad time when things are great. How? You can't. So when that batch is happening, instead of being, oh, man, and kicking rocks and playing victim, you say, wait, 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 hold on a second. Let me back up. This shitty situation in my life right now is an opportunity to practice mentally getting better at dealing with these things so next time I'm that much better at handling it and this is going to be the way I'm going to be able to live my life strong and give advice to my son and really just get through this, this life of ours. You know what I'm saying? So when bad shit happens, if you can make that your reflex, if you can train yourself to make your reflex to bad things happening, becoming, wait a minute, this is an opportunity to practice becoming mentally stronger, then you got to take advantage. Don't waste that shit. Don't waste it by moping and, and getting nothing out of it. Take advantage about dealing with it and you've just become that much better. And over time, you're going to be that, that older person that has some kind of wisdom where people are going to just want to hear you talk because like, man, that guy, he's that girl. She's the special. These, these things she just told me, you know, because that's kind of, that's, that's the, the strongest way you can live your life to get better every day. Well, Don't let that bad shit fuck you up. It's so funny. Cause I'm sure, um, you know, people who, uh, are always that listen to this podcast a lot are probably thinking they're fucking family because this is literally like I was coaching a, a, one of my clients the other day and I literally told her I'm like okay this is my goal we just started you know uh, I, I just started coaching her I was like um, one of my goals with you is I want to reframe hard for you yeah challenge so I literally want you know as we get deeper into the game together. When you hear hard, because she was just saying something about like, you know, it's hard and hard. I'm not like complaining, but just like, just, you know, the weight of the hard. I was like, I want it to be like hard. Like you get excited. That sounds funny right now, but like, you know, like, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Fucking, if that's what you got to do. No, but then then I was like, I want it. it, it, I want it to almost be like, cha-ching, you know, like fucking money. Here comes an opportunity. And the reason why I say this is because, you know, and this goes back to where you were and I wanted to kind of pull on it a little bit more is like when you were talking about like life being hard and life's just going to get harder. Side note, one part life is fucking hard because that's just what life is. But equal parts, life is fucking going to be hard because I'm going to make sure of it because I'm not playing small. Cause I'm For fucking sure. so, and I know this is kind of cool. I, I thought about this the, um, just recently, a couple weeks ago, and I know you'll appreciate it because you were a wrestler, a fucking badass wrestler in high school. But I was thinking, man, I'm like I'm fucking always pummeling with life. It's like boom, boom, boom. Sure. You're pummeling, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the concept, and For so sure. you know, I really can speak to this so authentically, which is why it's such a part of the brand and coaching. Like I know hard, right? You know, even in our family, like our upbringing, yeah, it's like, we fucking know fucking hard. We've tasted some hard for sure. We, we've tasted some hard. <laughs> and then in our, you know, older, like where we are in our career lives, like we're going, that's what seek the fight. You know, it's like, I'm, yeah, I want to exactly. go towards the motherfucking hard because on the other side of that hard is the fucking next level version of me in my life. The next level. Yeah. It's the been next that that's pocket it. motivation forever you have for sure. And the other piece that I wanted to pull on, cause you said it and it's so aligned with 
so much of what I talk about, I always talk about how I have a relationship with my future self, right? Like it's a whole fucking thing that my people know about, like the women in the mirror meditation. I actually opened up one of my journals from uh, 2000, 20 fucking years ago. And it was funny. I was like, I don't even care about being a billionaire. I'm chasing the person. Mm-hmm. My future self, she's got all these things and I'm in the home when I meet with her and podcast studio and all the things. And that's all wonderful. And I want all of that. And I drive myself every day to that. But really, it's not about the things. The things are there because of the woman that she is, because of the way she's lived and she's succeeded and she's handled and seeked the fucking challenges and, and, and all of those things. So it's like every day I'm chasing the fucking person. And I feel like you, you, I don't feel like it. You, you, you literally were, were saying that, like, what kind of person do I want to be, you know, in this moment? Am I the fucking guy that did, you know, did it this way or did it that way? And it's like, I, I feel like that's such an important piece. And I, and I know I talk about it a lot in my own way, but I love that you just took us there from your own perspective in your own real life process, because it just, it validates the idea even more that like, if you, if you start paying real attention to the person in the process and who you want to be in your process, in your life, that's when fucking the entire game changes. Big time. It's, right? just, it's just like, I think it's one of the most important qualities that you can acquire, you know, because, you know, life is uh, not too forgiving all the time. So if you can't get yourself prepared for these moments, it, it's going to be a rough road. It's going to be yeah. a tough, tough time to, to, you're going to have a lot of those tough moments. So um, even like when I get injured, my shoulder, I'm like, oh man, I'm so depressed. And I'm like, dude, look, um, you know, what if you lost everything? What if you lost your arm? You couldn't bodybuild and whatever it is, like you got to use this moment that you're down. I just wanted to give up completely as opportunity to get stronger, get stronger mentally, deal with it better. And it's been one of the most empowering things that I've ever done. And I practice that every day still. And sometimes I forget and I do play victim. We all do, you know, I, uh, but most of the time I really try to say, look, man, just this sucks for sure. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to, what guy are you going to be right now? You know what I mean? Like yeah. through the heat of battle and things are hectic, you're going to curl up and say, oh, I want to go home. Or are you going to be the guy that general that leads the, the direction and ends up saving the day in your head that that's what's going on. And you have to be that person. And you do that enough times fucking like life is no longer you got life down now you're suddenly you're just that's your reflex reaction now you don't let yourself you know and the opposite effect of this everybody knows someone like this is the person that's always a victim right Right. and they're always it's all for me oh for me it's like dude it's like that's the complete opposite like you can be that you don't want to be that you can be the middle but don't even be the middle be the other way Mm -hmm. be the one that that embraces the challenge i I take them on i almost almost get excited for them like all right fuck that let's see what i can do and then when you come out of that man you're just another person you had enough times and you were just a, you know just completely transformed human and without that kind of mentality you know it's going to be it's going to be a tough road and it pretty much kind of puts emphasis on something that you always say which is enjoy the suffer yeah enjoy for sure yeah it's a it's it's a weird place that you go to in that when you do that because, man, like the way life is, um, I feel like everybody wants so much from themselves. You know, um, I always said like when you're young, like oh, I want to be the president. And you're five years old, whatever. Uh, you're you're ten years old. I want to be a movie star. You're twelve. I want to be an astronaut. You're seventeen. Uh, you know, doctor, lawyer sounds good, and you're 
25, like, shit, man, if I can just find a way to make, <laughs> pay my fucking rent, you know, like, a re- <laughs> they, it gets so much more and more realistic, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you really got to just like, uh, you know, you got to thrive to become that person you want to be. And it's going to only and always take hard work. Like I never got any of the things that I wanted to ever until I finally buckled the fuck down and worked my ass off. And then I started paying attention to a lot of other people, like even uh, celebrities, like champions and listening to their stories, uh, Olympians or, or somebody that became an entrepreneur millionaire and you listen to the story. And I was like, you know what? I no longer think that guy is lucky. Mm-hmm. I used to think he was lucky. Maybe ah, oh, you yeah, this have been that, or he was made for. Of course, you know that's because of this or by whatever. I would have no, 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 no. That motherfucker worked his ass off just the way you did. Because the only time I truly ever worked my ass off, like I've never seen myself work before, I finally found success. What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence, exactly. you know. So you got to work your ass off, man. This yeah. life's not going to happen but for it's you. It's like the quote, the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, but yeah. and I really want to partner hard and smart because we always hear hard, hard, hard. And I, But I, I do want to inject that because I think sometimes, um, you know, that hard work can drive people to get sick and this and that. But no, there's, there's just, and I know that this is so, again, and we spoke about this already, but like, I want to partner that it's, it's hard and it's smart. So the, the, my future self, that Roxanne fucking one of the things about her that I love so much is she's such a fucking strategist. She's emotionally agile and she's emotionally disciplined and she knows how to be in the game of hard with an absolute strategy using intelligence, right? So you're not burning yourself out and becoming fucking bitter and and all that stuff. Um, I, I just... I want that to be a part of this conversation because I we don't hear that enough, you know? Yeah. I don't hear it enough. So I'm making sure that we're fucking Yeah, there are those different types of hard work too. Like, you know, there's the guy that's um, you know, digging holes in the road for ten bucks an hour and there's that's hard work. Ten right. hours a day doing that. And there's a guy that works even harder with his mind, smart, to build a machine that digs ten times of those with no effort. You know what I mean? So you kind of definitely balance the two. Yeah. Uh you don't want to just be too infused with the hardware part because it, it, it's got to be a, like a, they work with synergy. You know what I mean? They, they complement each other. And exactly. if you're too much on one side, if you're over trying to be smart, you, you get paralyzed. You don't even make a move. Mm-hmm. You're not doing any work. You're just overthinking. If you're too much, too much groundwork, so now I'm not putting enough of my mind into it. So you definitely, uh, I mean, that's actually the, the pinnacle of like who I am as a bodybuilder. I'm a combination of hard work and smart. That's literally like if, if people were to talk to me or, you know, like what, what's different about him and other bodybuilders, not to say other guys aren't, there's a lot of guys like that too, you know, but it's just one of the characteristics of me is I applied, you know, using my brain as much as I can, actually equally, honestly. I work my ass off in the gym. Like, like I never, ever, ever, ever don't do everything. Like if I do, like it, it, it bugs me. In between the reps, I am conversating with Selva. You know you could be doing more. Do not put that shit down. Do not push it. You know, it's like, get your money, get your money. And it's like an argument, with, especially if I'm having a bad day and you want to put it down and you and I become the best salesman in the world. Like, yeah, you kind of did enough. And think tomorrow you're going to be sore. And, and you're going to your shoulder. Yeah, you, it suddenly becomes a smart thing to do to put it down. Like, yeah, get out of here, you fucking guy. You know, like, <laughs> so, you know. I work my ass up in the gym, but I equally work as hard when I start thinking about scheduling my workout progress, my nutrition, my rest, my recovery to pair that. And then that synergistic effect is what allowed me to get Excel. You know, you got to have both. You got to know, and you have to be able to know what you're giving more to or less to so you can apply it. You know, you have to be aware of that. You have to really kind of sometimes sit back and say, okay, I'm doing this, but am I doing that? 
And it comes back to that honesty thing, man. Most people have a very hard time being honest with themselves. I, I put myself down, not in a bad way though, regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you could have done more. You could have done this. You should have done that. And it's, it's, I do it in a way to remind myself like, Hey man, you could be doing smarter work. You could be working harder, you know? Um, and it's, it's just, if you could be honest with yourself about all the areas, you can sit back and be objective and look, am I doing everything right? You know? And if you're not pairing smart work with hard work together, you're just never going to get the synergistic effect. It's like either one of them can get you far, mm-hmm. but the synergy of both, it's like you got three times further, not two times further, three times further. Cause that's what synergy does. It's like they, they worked off and they created, you know? And that's when, you know, um, like I said, that's when, that's when I found my success. It's another thing. When I put both together, I always picked up weights and put it back down. I didn't know what was going on. I learned the inner workings and I started applying more, more of my brain to it. And suddenly picking up the weights, putting it back down, turned into a physique that got me on a world-class stage. It's not a coincidence. Fuck yeah. Four-time Olympian. We're going for five. We're going for five. We're going so. for five. Um, this is, yeah. And this is going to probably feel even more amazing when you're on that stage, just considering you know, what we're dealing with externally. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, sure. I hope we'll be allowed to be like, you know what I mean? Like people will be. Allowed. Yeah. But like, like we said, I mean, shit, uh, we're doing this. It's just whatever. If we're fucking on zoom. Yeah. If However I'm we got to do it. Stage, There's whatever. just, just like, like we've been talking about things ain't going to be perfect, but don't let that shit deter you. You move yeah. forward. And that's, that's kind of the name of the game. That's it's in our bloodline. And honestly, I'm sure a lot of people listening, can resonate with what we're saying, whether they think that every day or they've had moments in their life where they thought like that, we can all be like that a little bit more, you know, just fucking go forward, move forward. Always. I love it. I want to ask you um, one question I love to ask all my guests. So if you had a magic wand, you know, I love my magic, yeah. my magic wand, and you can give the masses one healthy habit that would affect their life, like the largest kind of ripple effect. So anything from like, mindset to you know eat more protein to fucking live whatever it is what would it be um well we talked about a lot of things here already that could be one of Mm -hmm. those but i would say to put it in a word almost uh awareness awareness uh like let's say specifically with nutrition right Mm -hmm. um a lot of my clients, they don't really know what they're eating. They are a lot of people, not my clients, just people in general. They don't know what they're putting in their body. They're unaware, right? They're not educated on nutrition. And, and let's make that what, what the, the answer to the question is. Sure. Awareness on nutrition. Why? Because that's also a part of health and the leading. It's like the greatest lever to health. Yeah, and nutrition, exactly. really. Yeah. Uh, heart disease and diabetes are some of the leading causes of death. Um, by far, mm-hmm. and that's obviously nutrition exercise. So awareness is everything, though, because awareness almost like works for you once you get it going. I always tell people, um, I give several different kinds of diet plans, right? I'll give a meal plan where it's like, okay, egg whites and this and that specifically, so they can just follow the meal plan. But then I also give people like macros, where they are just looking at the macros and they can kind of pick the variety of foods they like. And I encourage that style more. I give them both as they start here. Cause I know it's hard to just, here's the macros, go figure it out. It's like, here's what these macros are in an example diet. 
So start here by encouraging you to branch off. Tomorrow or next week, let's switch one of the meals and, and eventually with something else, but match the macros of it, you know, the protein, carbs, and fat of that meal. And eventually I want you to be able to pick foods that you actually enjoy so you can make this a long-term sustainable thing. Anybody can go off of a, a diet list of, of seven different boring foods rotated for 12 weeks in a row and suffer in this, but they're going to lose weight. Sure. But after that, where do you go? You know, you don't know how to apply foods you like into this, into this, uh, into this lifestyle now. So you're going to probably rebound and gain the weight again. That's why everyone can lose weight. It's very easy to lose weight. Everyone does lose weight. Nobody keeps it off. Mm -hmm. That's the issue, right? So I tell people like, you know, some of the clients like, oh, can you just give me another meal plan instead of the macro things? I could, but let me tell you why, why I, I would encourage you not to. I want you to get a food skill for three months. I want you to read nutrition facts. I want you to take just three months. It's looking like a three-month certificate of food awareness. You need to have to read a label and understand what food you're putting in, how much of this equals this many calories, and how much of that equals that many calories, knowing all of this stuff. Learn it. It's going to take a little while, but if you invest and learn into that, and then uh, you're paying attention to your activity. So I wear a Fitbit all the time to like my activity. So now I'm, I'm learning what amounts of food go in my body, and I'm also learning my activity, right? What goes in, what goes out. And when you work hard and you go burn off 500 calories from a cardio session and then you go and you, now that you're reading nutrition facts because you're doing it and you're like, wait, this bag of chips is 500 calories. I just ran for an hour. Like, fuck that. Now, you know, right. It's that awareness that kind of, it's like for lack of a better way of saying it, it mind fucks you. It mm -hmm. makes it to where it's very hard for you to now go and just consciously make these bad decisions. But if you don't really know this stuff and you go to the cheesecake factory and you get, Oh, this chicken thing and you don't really know, but you don't see it. The calories on this was 2,000 calories for this meal. And then you had a lot of bread and butter, and then you're having cheese. You just had 5,000 calories, okay, in this one sit maybe. Okay, well, it took you three weeks to burn off 500 calories of your little cardio sessions each time. Like that awareness of knowing when you're staring at it. See, I can look at a plate of food now because of my awareness and say, okay, this, that, 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 this is probably this many calories. And I can estimate what it is and make a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, Imagine you're going to the ocean every day, you're having a good time, you're swimming around, we're having fun all summer long. And then at the very last day of summer, we're about to go in the ocean and I say, hey, um, look at this video real quick. And it's a video of underneath the water and there's sharks and piranhas and stingrays all next to your feet. This is you all summer long swimming near these things. <laughs> you didn't know they were there. They never even bit you. You're fine. But they're there. And then we watch that video and say, okay, now, hey, let's go in the ocean. You say, fuck, no, I'm not going in there. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> You've been going all summer long. You've been fine. Yeah, but now I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make a different choice. Yeah. So getting food awareness, understanding what food equals what, what you're putting in your body, that will just force you to make a different decision because it becomes very difficult to know you're, you're just a cardio and you're about to go slam down this thing and erase the last two weeks of cardio with one night out. And you'll find yourself just habitually making different decisions subconsciously because of your awareness. So magic wand, suddenly you have awareness of food. You have the education of food that goes in, goes out. You know how to eyeball your food. Yeah. It's just like, it starts working for you. It's it makes so true. It's so good. And it, 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 and you know what I love about it too? It's like, it's not just beneficial if you're, you know, competing as a bodybuilder or, you know, anything like that. It's, this is for life because- Actually, you know, yeah. That's what I- See, I'm not going to bodybuild forever. And I know that obviously. And right. this is actually one of the tools that I am happy to have for my life after bodybuilding, mm. because the last thing you want to do is just not know where to go from there. A lot of people can follow regiment plans, but making mm. it a lifestyle is, is the trick is the key. Mm -hmm. You can't make healthy eating a lifestyle uh, to the fullest extent without the awareness. So you, you know, getting a food scale, 
three months, I tell people, I challenge everybody listening, three months, you get a food scale, you, you read nutrition facts. When you're in the grocery store, you read this, you start paying attention to what you're eating and what calories come with it. You will realize, oh my God, this thing has that many calories. I am not eating that. Especially if you give yourself like a 2000 calorie budget. Mm-hmm. And you see this thing that you liked was this much. And it's like, okay, this bag of chips is 600, 300 calories. And that Gatorade that I had, that's 700 calories. And I have a 2000 calorie day. So I only have 1300 calories left in my entire day because of that snack I had at 12 o'clock that I was hungry again at one. Like <laughs> this is just a bad choice. And now that I know I am not going to make that choice because it's too hard to consciously aware, make that choice. Yeah. If I didn't have the awareness, you know how easy it is to have that tasty Gatorade and eat those chips. <laughs> It's a, you don't know. So it's like, oh, fuck. But once you know, it's ah, oh, fuck. I you, wish I didn't know. You but can't I do. know it. You, you yeah. can't know. Yeah, you fuck yourself. But you, it's like, so yeah. uh, magic wand awareness for food. It's like, that's, that's, that, that, that would be so good. It helps it's so people. good. It helped me fucking when you got me starting to track, you know, whatever, 2014, 15, when that was like, yeah, know, that, that made a bit. You remember my almond butter? I was like, oh, I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I, yeah. damn it. And when it's yeah. emotional thing, cause I love my almond butter. But when I actually started putting the fucking almond butter on the scale, I was like, uh, and I even would put it in the t- uh, t- tablespoon thing. Not yeah. good enough yes. because that shit's wrong. And then you just get, it's Keeping incredible. Scoop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's so, and it's, it's just an empowering tool, right? Because it, like you said, you just need to know where you're at to know, you know, you know, is this in alignment with, with, with my goals really, you know, and even if the goal is, is I want to be healthy and have a healthy body composition, you know, for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. So that's, that's a good awareness is, is a key. And the thing is it's uh, this whole tracking and reading and all that. It's not forever. So the people that are sure. considering accepting this challenge, I always tell my clients, look, this is not forever. Is it annoying and tedious? And I got to put food in a scale and do hell. Yeah, fine. But you know, so is school. And so is a lot of things you went through, but you did it. You got the certificate, the degree, and that's it. So get, I want to say like a, get a food awareness certificate, just track your food, read labels three months. It's like, you're going to forever look at food differently. You, you should know? fucking make those certificates and give it to your clients. I might do that one day. That's yeah, a good, you know what I mean? It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong habitual thing. It's, it'll, yeah. It'll, it's a real win. Yeah. For your long, life. Long term for sure. So that would, that would be my thing. I love it. Um, before, so the other thing that I love to do um, with all of my guests is I, I I do these like rapid fire words. So I do these I do these rapid fire words where um, your response doesn't need to be rapid. I'm just giving you one word, and then you tell me what comes top of mind, top of heart when you hear the word. You know. But before I go there, I want to ask you: um, Is there anything that we didn't? speak about we covered a lot but that you know either you don't get asked about and and you want to speak on more or maybe you know like your community would love to hear it or just something i mean i know we did cover a lot so no no worries if not but i like to ask that I mean, we did cover a lot uh no man i mean off the top of my head i feel like we did kind of cover all the basics of things that kind of go into my day-to-day you know just knowing that you're not going to always feel good every day and that's completely normal. You know what I mean? Um, people look at people, um, I don't want to say like me, but like me on Instagram and they see something and it almost can be discouraging when you see um, all these positive posts of being buff and ripped. I'm working hard, I hit 110% fucking all the time. But I got I to guarantee you, man, like I'm telling you for a fact, actually, there's a lot of the other sides that make me just as human as anybody else, just like any other person you look up to that, 
you know, it's hard and that's extremely normal. If you don't have that, then they say you're the weirdo really, (laughs) you know? So (laughs) it's actually, uh, it's a very big part of it. We're not always what we portray uh, on, on social media, you know, including even myself, I'm not going to share all of my worst moments, but they're there. It's a part of this journey. So if you ever feel discouraged by looking at somebody, because it seems like they're always going and doing so great and they're, how are they able to do that? It's because we're showing you snapshots of our best moments, but there's a lot of shit that people don't see that I feel that you also feel. And it's just part of the deal. It's normal. So it's there too. I love it. It's real. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, that shirt is dope. Is it? I need to get one of those. Yeah. It's Ohana. It's family. Yeah. Family. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're it good. works actually good for this because there's family here. So it's, I, so I know, right? Out. That's perfect. Yeah. You see my shirt? I have a tiger. It's also like, I feel like that's in our bloodline. That's, that's fucking family for sure. I was listening to that earlier at the gym. <laughs> right? Oh, fuck. It's so it literally good. was. And yeah. it never loses its, its its robust fucking impact, right? Yeah, especially if you're in the right Rocky. mood and that song comes on. Oh, forget it's, it. It's always it's good. Right. But if you're in the right mood, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm about to fucking probably get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing I have to consider sometimes. Like, yeah. deadlift, like, whoa, you better fucking yeah, check your form right now. Like, turn the, turn the fucking volume back. down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're about to hurt yourself. That's just getting too, too pumped. <laughs> I love you. That's so sick. All right. So ready for the first word? A little nervous. Yes. No, okay. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> okay. First word is love. Family. Right away. Perfect. Oh, my son, especially too. Love him. You, I want to inject this in there. So you know when you talk about like, and I love that you said this so much because I actually never talk about this and it's so fucking real. You know when you were like, sometimes that tired mindset isn't, you know, you actually need to chill too. It's not just the, oh, the body feels good, but that part, that's such a big piece that you put. And, and I want to use today as the perfect example. Cause I literally like, you know, I came over and I was like, Hey, I'm going to lift. I'm going to, but I didn't. And you know, what I really needed was just like to chill with my family and I got to hang out with my little Aria 2.0 in the yeah. backyard. And we, we did chalk art and we, you know, did water but like it was just it was and i i swear brother i before i came over i was like on the couch which is i'm never that way i'm like oh my god i'm tired i don't know what the fuck and then when i came home after that just getting that oxytocin that that, that and i was like energized like all right let's do this podcast. yeah i mean you know? physical, everyone's familiar with physical fatigue not everyone really connects to us with mental fatigue yeah. I mean, you think about it like a good analogy to put this and then we can move on to, but you know, you drive for five hours physically, you're just fucking totally relaxed. You're just chilling. Mm. You get out of the car, you're tired as fuck. Why? Why am I physically tired when all I was doing is resting, literally just sitting because your brain had a focus on driving. Hey, I can't die. So I'm, I'm, I'm focusing mentally and you're now overall fatigued because you are mentally. So sometimes you need to recognize that you need to give your mental fatigue a recovery day. And it may not make so much sense and it may go against your, oh, fuck, we got to go gung-ho plan. But if you can't zoom out and see it that way, then you're going to eventually hit a wall and it's going to probably work out negatively overall. So That's awesome. That's a great analogy. Uh, Fucking love that. All right. So the next word is fear. Oh, fear, man. For me personally, it's uh, not becoming who I thought I would be when I was a kid. Like I said earlier, like when I grow up, you know, everyone had expectations. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I, I got to become that. 
I want that. I, if I don't become that, it's going to make me go to have a difficult time going to sleep at night. And there's certain standards. It's not like the specific one thing like, Oh, the movie starts. No, but it's like a certain person. And that could be, you know, a loving father, a good successful person, a healthy abundance of things. But I have a vision of who I want to be. And if I don't become that man, um, that is what I'm fearful of. And that's also what drives me every day. Fucking perfect. It's beautiful. Challenge. Life. Fucking just period. Life, you know, uh, it's never going to be easy. The sooner you get that through your head, the more ready you are to embrace the challenges and overcome them and become stronger every day. You know, um, kind of like what we talked about, you know, without challenge, you never grow. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be a person that doesn't face challenge. Why do you think your muscles grow when you put them through a challenge? They're literally adapting. That's exactly what the process of working out is. People don't realize that it's adaptation. I, I put my muscle through so much stress that my body said, Hey, what the hell are you doing? This is very challenging. We better create a stronger version of you to better be able to handle this next time you put yourself in this situation. And the result of that is a bigger, better, stronger muscle. And the challenge that you put your muscle through that is what did that. So, yeah. Another fucking great analogy. You're so good at that. Uh, curiosity. Curiosity. I feel like um, it has to do with kind of uh, really questioning your, yourself about what you're, uh, what you are, what you're kind of made to do. You know, I feel like everybody has something that they are probably more destined to become great at or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more than one thing, but there's several things. And if you're not curious to kind of continuously search your soul, search yourself, to kind of find out, you know, where do I thrive in life? So many different things, not one thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're really not you're doing yourself a disservice. You know, if you just leave your life going through without being curious about yourself and your skill set and what you're here for and what you can do and, and who you can impact. If you're not curious to search for these things, uh, you're probably going to end up short with your potential and that's not a good way to live your life. Yeah. Home run. I love it. Courage. Courage. Um, uh, just really, uh, when it comes to courage in my head, what I think of now is just kind of facing, uh, facing all of your, 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 uh, your fears and being okay with it. You know, like there's so many things that, um, my life has put into me in front of me that, give me fear. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very like loving towards my family and I feel like, uh, it's weird. For some reason I have like, emotion right now. I don't yeah, know why. I um, but, uh, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, you're going to have to put yourself through so much in order to be there for the people you love. And it's not always going to be, um, an easy situation and you're going to need a hell of a lot of courage to push you through those things, you know, and I love my family so much. I love you. I love everybody. And I just, since I was a kid, I always wanted to find a way to just like have a way of taking care of everybody, you know? And I just like, I don't know, something to do with my family. You say that word, I think like, you know, just stand 
and up for whatever you can to make sure you can always be there for your family in every way possible, no matter what the hell happens, you know? I don't even know if that necessarily ties into that word, but it, no, it's, it's, what that, it's what that word made me feel. So it still is what I'm saying. That's per, that's why I say top of mind and top of heart, because that's exactly it. You know, it's not, and it, and it really does, uh, it, it really does connect for me too. I mean, I was your sister. I fucking relate. Like my family is almost like my kryptonite. You know, mm-hmm. I can handle everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like yeah. my family is the fucking thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I get it. And so much of, you know, everything that I'm striving for in my life is, is, is not just for me. It's, it's for, for all of us, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we got, you know, we, we got lucky in that department too, Big you time. know? Cause we did for yeah. sure. Fuck. So good. Um, okay. Just a couple more. Well, I mean, we'll just say this one for fun. Passion. <laughs> Fucking A, man. <laughs> like this <Fucking> episode. <laughs> without it, you're not living. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. It's Period. like when I when you fucking wake up without passion, like literally, that is just another day down. Nothing even happened. You know what you did? You got older. When you have passion and you drive forward, you are making progress in your life. Without passion, without goals, without direction, you are literally just doing nothing but aging. You're getting nothing else but that. Passion is the driver to an exciting life. You're a fulfilling one. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Two more. Resilience. Oh, man. Resilience is just uh, never letting never letting yourself get down to a point where you break. It's okay to bend. Just don't break. Um, we're always going to bend, and that's fine. You can always bend it back, but if you let this problems break you it's gonna it's gonna really put a gap in your life you know it's gonna really slow you down so it's kind of goes back to what i mentioned you know anything that happens to you just take advantage of it use it as an opportunity to get mentally stronger uh you need to get resilience to, to live in this world i mean fuck it look at the year we're in right yeah exactly and there's a lot of people that are letting it be the reason why they're gonna let everything go and there's a lot of people that are gonna come out of this shit strong as hell those are the resilient ones. Yeah, I agree. Last word is excellence. Excellence. Uh, I feel like you, everybody has a version of excellence within them. And it is our job and duty in this world to figure out what the hell that thing is and go. Do not settle for mediocrity. Find out what you're here for. Find out what you're good at. Find out what you're obsessed you find yourself easily becoming obsessed with find out what you easily have passion with and you get the fuck up and go. And that's where you will find excellence. Meet yourself. That's perfect. Boom. We did it. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. And I'm saying this because by the time this episode comes out, um, it's your birthday. Well, your birthday would have passed. So I love you. Happy birthday. I'm fucking Thank proud you. of you every single day. It's, it's, it's really like, I mean it. You always inspire me. It, 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 you know, of course I'm your sister, but it's way deeper than that. Because when you think about like the kind of human and the person, it's like this kind of human and person that I am admires this kind of person and human that you are. And then you add the family factor and it's like, this is dangerous now. You know what I mean? Like synergy. 
It's a synergy. It's a synergy. I got the same from you. Like I told you, yeah. one of the most important values of my life that I mentioned came from a phrase you told me in a down part. And that's 1 million percent the truth. So I love you. I love you. All right. All right. Well, tell everybody how to stay connected to you. Instagram. Uh, yeah. Uh, Instagram's for me, the main way to go. Um, okay. Just my name, Aria underscore Safai. So okay. you guys obviously know that. So yeah, follow me. I'll be sharing more of my journey. Uh, a lot of what I do on my page is, I mean, there's besides a lot of pictures of me, but there's a lot of verbiage in there of just sharing the knowledge I have. That's what I do most. I just like to share whatever I can about fitness, nutrition, goals, things like that, even mentality, things like we shared today. Mm-hmm. I put all that into one, all that into one, because it's not just about fit, uh, nutrition and diet. Uh, you got to have a certain mentality to help you to apply those things. And that's kind of where my page is all about. So yeah, uh, Ari Safai. Aria underscore Safai. Perfect. Yeah. Everything will be in the show notes. Um, And then obviously we know that you have a lot of exciting things coming out that you're working on. And so it'll be a good way for them to kind of stay tuned for all that too. Right. For sure. Perfect. All right, brother. I love you. It's time to fucking eat. I know. Let's do it. (laughs) I know. Seriously. I'm coming over. Okay. Okay. Bye guys. I love you. Bye guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next. Oh,